Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line. That's Rob Ensley, Matt Nelson running the board, Joey Pyburn to my right. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Looking at the forecast this morning in Sitka, Alaska, uh, it's it's 29, okay? It's a low of 22, really close to the ocean. So, you know, you get those brutal temperatures. But I'm guessing it's not quite light yet. And uh, here to give us the rest of the weather forecast and hopefully the Chinook forecast is our dear friend from fishbaronoff.com, none other than Joel Martin. Good morning, buddy. How you doing? How you doing, Joel? Joel? Good morning, Tom. Good morning, guys. What is exactly going on in Sitka, Alaska this time of year, buddy? I know it's pretty dark and, and, and kind of quiet this time of year, but I bet you're, you're rigging boats and kind of getting stuff ready for the for the spring, are you? Yeah, it's that time of year starting to – I'm not really rigging boats yet. It's kind of mm-hmm. cold outside. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, crystal clear, got some fresh snow on the ground. It froze last night. I think all the outdoor guys are all enjoying this kind of weather go out and they're getting their harvesting their deer yeah you guys still got some deer uh, hunting going yeah and um and there's some guys catching a few winter kings that that i've talked to that's about it how how many guys how many guys are actually out like doing some winter blackmouth fishing this time of year you know, there's a handful of local guys that are younger that are a little bit more ambitious about it. <laughs> <laughs> they still have good circulation on their They have a little competition going on inside themselves, you know, that they got to catch how many king salmon they can oh, they yeah. catch in the winter season, you know. Uh, and uh, it's kind of fun to watch. These guys post their pictures every day of fish they're catching here in town just one at a time. Well, it, it, but uh, go ahead. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you at all, but uh, so I'm just looking at the daylight, man. You got six hours and 51 minutes of the length of your day right now, but when we're up there in the summer, we're, we flip that script. It is, it's daylight until 11.30, it's light again around 3.30 in the morning. I, I'm just shocked because looking at the year 2023, realizing that this is going to be my 31st year up in Sitka, and uh, I tell you what, the last few years have been a lot of fun working with you at fishbaronoff.com, and and uh, the the fact that we get up there in May <clears throat> allows the angler from this neck of the woods, Joel, to really expand their season because we used to have a lot more Chinook opportunity or, or, or saltwater opportunity than we have now. And, and, and by utilizing the Sitka trip to go up and get a bunch of fish early, man, it really helps the angler from this neck of the woods to get their technique ball game going as get, well get tuned so in. they get tuned in for sure and, and there's no better teacher than than the fish and 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 the experience you're going to have down there up there is is going to be phenomenal so what 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 are your expectations for this season with regard to the opportunity up there and and, and potentially the numbers of, of of chinook and halibut that you're, you're gonna we're gonna see i uh i've done some been doing trying to do some research on that uh a little early for the for the big forecast to be sure. produced for what the limits are going to be, but you know, just looking back and thinking back in the last few years of what our waters have been like and how the fish numbers have been, I, I think I think we're going to be 
is just as good as what we were last year. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think I, I think I, overall I think from a, go ahead. On, on a coast wide spectrum, we're seeing a rebound of a lot of Canadian Chinook stocks. We're seeing, you know, a rebound of opportunity in the interior of southeast Alaska as well, Joel. And and so with that, I I, I definitely think we're gonna see increasing increasing numbers up up and down the coast and, and that and that will absolutely come to play in Sitka as well. So tell us a little bit about your operation though and tell us a little bit about your availability because I'm I'm talking about June, but or excuse me, May, but you have opportunity for guys to come up there and rent boats in, in June and July as well. So what do you got open? And and tell us about the boats, tell us about the whole setup and what they expect the first time they get off the plane in Sitka, Alaska, Joel. Well, we have um so we operate off you know, twenty one foot uh and 19-foot Hughes Crafts, um, you know, when you come in on Sitka uh, from Seattle, you'll land directly and you get on a, sh- a shuttle to whatever airport or hotel you're going to stay at. And um, we'll get you all set up in the, on the boats the next day. And off you go. You know, these boats are all got GPSs on them and anchors for you to go out and find a halibut spot and, and downriggers for salmon fishing get your downrigger skills honed in. I'm sure you're going to lose a few cannonballs here and there. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, go out and catch a good day's catch and come back to town and eat a good dinner at the local restaurant there at the hotel. They have a, right there in my office, they have a new hotel or restaurant they're operating and they, they, um, they're going to cook your catch for oh, you. Cook your catch, baby. Fresh, well, and, and, and you know, it was my first year up in Sitka last season and, what I thought was awesome was you can you get off the plane, jump on the boat, and the fishing is right there. Yeah. It's not like you have to run a long ways. It's right out in front of Sitka, um, and the fishing is no, it's not fantastic. It's 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 <laughs> fifteen minutes of good fishing around water, yeah. and so um, you know, and you can catch it. You can catch everything there in fifteen minutes away. It's uh, fairly close to town. You know, you can catch your rockfish. You can catch your lingcod, your halibut, your salmon. And, uh, you know, the king salmon fishing is great in May and June. Um, we do catch kings all the way through the end of August, but uh, it's obviously peaked in the spring like that. And having said that, we do have some availability for, you know, mid-May through the first week of June. Um, we've got some availability in July, uh, a little bit in August. So, and now is the time to book your trip. It's uh, housing is short this year. We're it getting is. a new hospital in town. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's there's, there's a lot going on here. There, it's it's going to change our community in terms of uh, of everything. And so it's 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 a super busy year, and everybody needs to if they're going to do a trip. This is this is the time to do it is now. So folks looking to come up, Joel, you know, the uh, salmon fishing's a big deal down here. And, and of course, they're going to come up there looking for king salmon or something. How are you going to rig them up, man? Is it going to be a spoon and flasher drill? Are you going to rig them up with bait? I mean, what do you recommend guys use when they come up? Because this is a do-it-yourself deal. You rent the boat out, obviously. They go out and do it all themselves. What are you showing them how to do before they head out? How are they catching these fish, man? You know, most of these guys are um, uh, fishing, you know, trolling a herring and a spoon or a or a herring in a flasher or a spoon in a flasher, excuse me. And, um, they kind of just go out and usually run one of each until they find what they're liking and switch to that. And, 
you know, I, I, I give them a, I give them all their tackle and, um, you got to buy your own bait, but, uh, well, and for, and for guys coming from the Northwest, the fishing up there, you're going to be doing the same things Bingo. that you do down here. Bingo. Um, yep. just, just know that you can run the same gear, the same tackle up there. It's going to work and you're going to figure out what's working best. You know, for us, spoon, spoons are just, they're just money up there. there I mean, you, for you, sure. we ran bait and spoons and it was kind of, they're so the, lethal. You know, they are. Yeah. Yeah, it, it and just, these the fish up there are aggressive. So if you get into a bunch of fish, they're just, they're biters, man. You know, we we fish on them down here sometimes, and these chinook can be a little finicky. You know, they're they're moving into the Puget Sound. They're starting to slow down, getting ready to head for the rivers, uh, not feeding as much up there. These things are on the attack, and they're aggressive. And it is when you get a bite, man, it is like wide open. It, it can is be so much it, fun. It can absolutely just be hammer time. I mean, you know, I don't know when the last time you know. Our listeners were out and hooked ten or twelve, fifteen Chinook, but that's the kind of action that you can you can you can legitimately expect for you know for your your time up there, and and the thing of it is, Joel, guys that have their own boats down here, the reason for your success is guys want to do it themselves, and that's what you allow them to do. This is as inexpensively as you will ever do Alaska. The flights from Seattle to Sitka are easy. It's a couple, it's not even, it's basically two hours to Juneau, and then a quick little flight into Sitka. You land in jets right in there. There's no no further transportation that you need right there. So, uh, it, you know, it, it's, I let's just put it this way. I've been going over there. I've been going there for over 30 years. If I, if I knew of, of a better place, I, I, I would definitely go there. So, Joel Martin, we, we, we appreciate your time, buddy. Uh, I can't wait to uh, to get up there and, and, and get going again, and uh, we thank you for your time this morning buddy see you in may buddy thank you thank you guys thank you joel have a rest of the weekend man see you buddy we'll be in touch take care all right coming up next a critically acclaimed award-winning northwest outdoor report right here in the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 and the seattle sports app the northwest outdoor report is brought to you by les schwab tires taking your safety seriously for over 70 years Coastal steelhead seasons were recently said. Steelheading opportunity looks much the same as last winter, with a few exceptions. Anglers are getting some late-season coho opportunity on the hump tulips from Chehalis Rivers through December 16th, and that's translating to a little steelhead opportunity as well. After that, there's that's all she wrote for steelhead on those systems, though. The Ho and Willapaw Bay Tribs will be open from December 1st through the 31st of March under selective gear rules with no fishing from a boat. The Quileute system near Forks will have similar regulations to last year, but there will be expanded boat fishing on the rivers of the Quileute system. Anglers can fish from a boat on the Quileute River itself, on the Salduck below Maxfield Boat Launch, on the Bogus Shale below Mill Creek, and on the Kalawa below the Highway 101 Bridge. The Queets and Quinault Rivers will remain closed until agreements can be made with tribal fishery managers on those systems. Winter steelhead runs on both the Queets and Quinault remain critically low. If there is some steelhead opportunity there, will likely be very limited. Avian influenza hits Skagit waterfowl. WDFW released a statement this week alerting hunters to the existence of avian influenza in the waterfowl around Skagit Bay and Port Susan in North Puget Sound. Departments retrieve over 700 dead birds, mostly juvenile snow geese, with many of them testing positive for the highly contagious bird flu. They're reminding hunters not to handle any bird that appears sick or lethargic. There's an online form to report these birds, and due to the severity of the outbreak, WDFW may not be able to respond to all of these submittals. If you do have to handle a bird suspected of having avian influenza, be sure to wear gloves and place a bird in a garbage bag as deep as a trash can as possible so birds, and especially your dog, will not come in contact with it. 
Straight state and tribal fishery managers collected over 900 chum salmon on the Skagit River this fall to kick off the new broodstock program there. The chums will be spawned at the Marble Mount Hatchery on the upper Skagit in an attempt to jumpstart what was once a prolific run of chum, chum salmon there. The recreational chum fishery has been closed on the Skagit since 2007. A similar similar program has been taking place on the Skykomish River to the south with excellent results. Winter crabbing remains open in marine areas 5 through 11 right now in Puget Sound, as well as the north end of marine area 12. Crabbing remains excellent out of Everett and also marine area 10 near Kingston. Dave Johnson from Kitsap Marina in Port Orchard has been getting his limited crab on a near daily basis and recommends dropping pots in water that's at least 100 to 150 feet deep this time of year. Dave says to not skimp on the bait either as the extra scent really helps to draw crab in from a distance. Meanwhile, the squid fishing has been quite a bit better for the folks fishing from boats lately. Ozzy Dudson from Point Defiance Boathouse in Tacoma said he's gotten reports of pretty good squid fishing over at Quartermaster Harbor on Vashon Island. The staff at Outdoor Emporium in Seattle is also reporting excellent squid fishing in Elliott Bay. For the folks targeting them from kayaks and boats, squid fishing in the Central Sound should be good through Christmas and on into early January. Ozzy Dudson could be my favorite fishing name of the of the show this week. Shout out to Ozzy Dutson. Sport Grottor Emporium, 12 days of Christmas sale is now underway. If you're looking for big savings in outboard, outdoor gear and, and that gift list, the 12 days of Christmas sale is underway through this weekend at Outdoor Emporium in Seattle and Sport Going 5. You're going to find 25% off footwear, 20% off boating supplies, 20% off fishing tackle and waders, and another 20% off archery gear. Too many savings to list here. you just got to head to these two great stores. See for yourself. 12 days of Christmas sale runs through the 12th at Outdoor Emporium in downtown Seattle and Sport Going 5. It isn't too early to start planning your trip to the Seattle Boat Show. The largest boat show on the West Coast is set for February through 3rd through the 11th at Lumen Field Event Center in downtown Seattle. You'll find hundreds of watercraft on display at the event center, from stand-up paddleboards all the way up to 60-foot cruisers and everything in between. Experts will be giving daily seminars on boating and fishing, and there's hundreds of vendors at the show with nearly every boating accessory imaginable. That's the Seattle Boat Show coming on February 3rd through the 11th. Get more information online at seattleboatshow.com. Soul Seekers is hosting an educational event in partnership with Onyx Hunt this evening, December 10th, in Muckleteo to discuss the importance of hunting in our culture, the the, uh, the event starts at 4 p.m. It'll be held at Straight Sheet Fabrication in Muckleteo. Entry is free and all ages are welcome. There'll be food and beverages on hand for purchase as well as raffle special guest vendors and a silent auction to raise money for the nonprofit group Blood Origins, The Truth About Hunting. Find more information about this event online at soulseekersnation.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at leschwab.com. Hunters, cocktails, and a fab shop. That's my kind of deal, dude. Joey, you and I, you're not this. a real. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and a great auction and raffle dude, with yeah. tons of killer uh, 50 cal AR. <sighs> yeah. And, it, and it's all what a, is a that? silent auction. Like. I know it's going to be cool. <laughs> Joey and I are, are donating a, uh, a fishing trip aboard the Sea Beast. By the way, uh, we, we did one for the radio station. Dory Monson's jumping on board the boat. And that treehouse auction deal, that was just absolutely humbling, you know, the, the support that, that that very, very wonderful charity got from all the listeners to, 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 to Cairo. And so thanks for everybody that's out there. But I, uh, I, I do believe as far as all the auction, anything we could do to donate, I don't know anything that would be more important right now than helping out this, this Soul Seekers Nation event because – Right now, I mean, our our traditional outdoor pursuits are under attack like no other time I've ever seen before in my life. And the 
the, the outdoors is so very important to our young people's health and outlook. And, and right now it's just being depressed and, and we have less opportunity to get outside and less opportunity to fish, less opportunity to hunt. So if, if you're all interested, I uh, hope you can join us tonight at 4 p.m., Straight Sheet Fabrications. It's it's out in Muckleteo. For more information, you can jump on to uh, actually just, just hit the outdoors, outdoor, outdoor lines uh yeah, uh, or check our Instagram social, page. Yeah, um, go to soulseekers.com. Yeah, but let's go fishing. Uh, come I, I, come see us. Come see us tonight. Yeah, for sure. Tom and I will be there, and <clears throat> the wives will be there. And that's it. Come hang out and have a good time. All right, it's a balmy thirty-two degrees. By the time we get to Rufus Woods next week, it's going to be a low of four in the evening. It's it's <laughs> going to be going to be kind of interesting. But you know, you don't need any ice in the fish box. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a pair of those. Um, Gloves with the heaters in them. <laughs> That's not a bad call. No, dude. That's not a bad call. They. Uh, uh, it, it was funny because we were over at uh, we were over at Mardon, and a lot of guys were rocking those electric. Jay Fields got the heated vest now. Little yeah. battery pack, switch in there, piece in his pocket, and switch the thing on. And I get. Yeah. I'm like every year I get a little less, a little tough. softer. Yeah, You're getting a little softer. I oh, need yeah. heated gloves. Yeah, I got I'm a heated tiller handle on my <laughs> outboard now for crying out loud. So talk about soft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a buddy Austin Moser joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Wellcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Maybe my favorite Christmas music right here is the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Linus and Lucy, the Peanuts, Charlie Brown Christmas. We we actually have the Charlie Brown Christmas tree at home too, right? You know, why would key? You? It's absolutely no, key. In <laughs> fact, in fact, we may need to bring some festiveness over on the twentieth when we go visit our next guest in, a, uh, in his chilly winter home. Yeah, dude. So uh, Austin Mosier of Austin's Northwest Adventures, are you still going to have? That propane, really handy propane cooktop that you had the last time we were there. That <laughs> we're we cooking, can, cooking hot dogs. We, we can cook. There weren't hot dogs. There were venison brats. The, the barbecue <laughs> slash on. heater. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to bring your own frying pan or some foil. This year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Yeah, just sitting in the trailer looking out the window. It's looking a little bit nasty out there, but. But not too bad. It actually warmed up, so it's kind of raining, which is a little oh. bit crazy. So yeah, first, first so. day on the water yesterday, um, Rufus Woods you just rolled in there and Boom. limited limited the boat with big fat trips. Yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, I, you know, I only had three guys yesterday. We were just doing a little pre fishing. I had D- uh, Dave Grabiel in the boat. Uh, he's a good friend, and and uh, and my cousin Randy Randy Skiles and. Uh, you know, we, we started out doing, you know, the, the normal stuff, just trying to figure out what they want, what kind of where they're holding, uh, things like that. And, and we were running one program, uh, which was a little bit of bait on the bottom. And, you know, it really wasn't happening. Hmm. And we spent about two hours doing that. And the guys were up there casting uh, different lures on the end of the boat, switching them up, trying to find something they want. And uh, I, I finally took a break and went to the front of the boat and I switched out to a little jig and started casting it, and first cast, wham. And I went five for nine uh, in the next half an hour. So we figured it out. It took us just a little bit. But, man, there's fish there, and they are hungry right now, and, and we're going to go get them for sure. So it, it seems like every year it's just a little something different, right? You think, you know, 
the first year we went over there, it was those war pigs. The war pigs. And that was so pig. fun. Couldn't find them. a war pig yeah. anywhere. Dude, they we sold bought, out. Berkeley, we bought, we bought we every broke, single one of Berkeley. them. I ordered them from Berkeley. We got every single one of them. And, and, and the blue was, was kind of the blue and silver one was kind of the hot one. And then we rolled in there last year with our war pigs. And they Wouldn't don't want them. <laughs> and they're hatchery yep. fish. How could they be selective? I I do not know. You know, we ran war pigs yesterday. Uh, we ran all the usual stuff, you know, and, and we went right back to, you know, just a little little marabou jig and uh, in a color pattern that they hadn't tried yet. And um, it was more of a natural color, a little bit of green on it. And, uh, man, they they were on it. We, we got all our fish, and we were re- catching release. So if you're not running bait and you're running um, – jigs uh, that aren't scented you can uh, catch and release so we were trying to find a really big one you know we, we ended up catching i think our biggest one was like a little under seven pounds and uh pretty Perfect. nice fish Perfect. We, we were happy with that yeah uh, but we released three or four of them around that same size they were kind of cookie cutters when they were coming over the rail so uh we decided to kind of get out of there and as a first day, call it a limit. It was fun. Those are nice trout. Now, when these guys come over, the forecast is supposed to be like a high of twelve, low of four. It's going to be cold. Do your do your does your approach change at all when when you get really really cold temperatures over there? Man, I don't know why you had to tell me that. I try not to look that far. Ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's propane weather, uh, dude. I'm telling you that. <laughs> oh yeah, we got two heaters in a boat. Everybody nice. dresses really warm. Um, you know, it's it, where we're fishing. It's a little bit protected kind of out of the wind down there. So it, it can be pretty comfortable at low temperatures. The problem is, is we start icing up on our, on our eyelets and things like that. And you got to kind of be careful while you're doing it. You got to dip your rod tips in the water, your old steelhead trick and, and clean the ice off the eyelets. Um, sometimes if it's really bad, I'll switch out the braid and we'll be running some mono and things like that. But I hate doing that because yeah. it's so stretchy and it's not sensitive. You can't feel that, that little tick bite as well. But so, does it change the um, bite at all? I mean, it, it drops those water temps way down. You got to slow everything way, way, way down to get those things to, to go, man. Well, you, you know, we're already running pretty slow presentations, uh, just, just, uh, the fall of the jig or, or, you know, however we're fishing them, it's, it's pretty slow presentation, but, uh, the deal is, is as that temperature gets colder, those fish can kind of sense that and they start moving a little bit towards those, uh, netted areas gotcha. and yeah. they start stacking in there cause it's easy food. And so we're casting into a big pile of fish and, uh, just looking for a biter in those hundred of fish that are right there by the boat. So, um, cold weathers is actually a little bit better for this fishery. It's not uh, as good for the fishermen, but it's good for fishing. So, so now the other fishery you do is is above Grand Coulee Dam, and and we did that with you as well. And uh, you 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 target the kokanee in the upper lake, and you're using planer boards and everything else. If there are any kokanee addicts listening and and obviously there are i mean kokanee is an amazingly popular freshwater pursuit tell us about the the drill up in roosevelt lake yeah so roosevelt is it's it's a trophy kokanee fishery it's not a place where you're going to go and catch a a hundred uh eight inch kokanee this is a place where you're going to go on a really good day you're going to limit out which is only two fish so you know a lot of times the limit for me is six guys that's 12 big kokanee we catch big nice big rainbows 18 to 20 inches uh, as our bycatch when we're chasing those kokanee and these kokanee range anywhere from you know i've caught i've caught some smaller ones but predominantly they're in the 18 to 22 inch range and we'll catch some up to 25 inches so that's amazing state record for washington came out of here so and that's a 
six and a quarter pound token. <laughs> wow. so sock and along the way, the rainbow, the rainbow fishing, there's yeah. crazy the big fat rainbow killer in rainbow there. fishing, and you get five of those things. And yeah, look, we ate those things last They're year. They're remarkable, amazing. Yeah, that's and that's the thing that blows everybody away is these Rufus Woods triploids. I'm telling you, you you give me three days. And I will have those things smoked and vacuum packed, and then I'll put some Columbia River smoke springer next to it, and I defy you to tell me the difference. They're amazing eating. Now, in fairness, I understand they're eating an artificial food. They're probably not as healthy for you from a from a from a lipid standpoint as as Columbia River springers. But my goodness gracious, they're a, one of my favorite fish to eat. Yeah, they're delicious, for sure. They're so good. You can't hardly dry them out on a smoker. I like to smoke them. I, I, I like them a lot of different ways. We've done them blackened on a Caesar salad. We've done all kinds of really cool stuff with those fish. They're, they're, you can't hardly mess them up. So um, great eating fish. They're fun to catch. They're big. They don't, they don't pull like a steelhead, but they got so much weight behind them, and they're so broad that they have big shoulders, and they can, they can lean into you. And uh, you can, we catch them on light tackle. We're running seven-foot medium light action rods. Uh, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. yeah. I was I was just gonna say you're you're fighting these fish on little trout rods. You yeah, know? no and, doubt. And they tug. They still tug. You know, they're not zipping. They're like um, you know, they're not they're not race cars. No, they're um, not. No. <laughs> but they pull hard, man. They do. Especially, well, I mean, some of those fish are pushing fifteen, seventeen pounds. The big boys. Yep. Yep. Well, and you're running those side planers on Roosevelt, too, and so you're getting your gear out 150 <laughs> yeah. feet on both sides of the boat. It's like a commercial trolling operation when you go through there. Two-rod endorsement, yeah, you got, <laughs> yeah. like, looks like a porcupine rolling through there with rods sticking out everywhere and gear all over the place. And you look out to the side, and there's a yeah. fish jumping way over there, and by golly, we got one, you all know? All right, so Aust- cool. Austin Moser, austinsnorthwestadventures.com. You got any openings over there in Rufus Woods? Because we can't wait to get over there, dude. We can't friggin' wait. Yeah, we got we got a, a, a couple of days in the end of the month between uh, Christmas and, and New Year's. Uh, you know, we're doing some goose hunting and stuff around that time, too, over here, having a great time. Uh, January has a little more room than, than December, and February is kind of wide open right now. This is the time uh, when people really start calling and getting excited. Everybody's done hunting. It's time to go back fishing, get through the holidays, and, and catch some fish. So. Austin'sNorthwestAdventures.com is the website. Austin Moser, we'll see you soon, buddy. Thanks for your time. All right, fellas, thanks for having me on. Have a great day, everybody. Right, thanks, 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 Austin. All right. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roar Robson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delay. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest. Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup. A class A's, class B's, super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, toilets, pop ups, campers, and so very much more. Roy Robinson RV Center, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Steelhead Joe. 
Steelhead Joe coming in. No, it's, yeah. no, no. It's, it's Kokanee Joe. Kokanee Joe. Kokanee. But we got some steelhead trickling in here. Nelly, we got a little rain on the coast. We had Bill Meyer on from Forks here earlier in the show, back in the 6 o'clock hour, talking about the steelhead fishery out there. Um, that, that's a good thing. Got a little bump in the water. That's going to bring some fish in. Not a lot of rain over here hitting the sky or whatever, but we're going to get some fish in there, too. We've got we'll get, just yeah, enough rain to bump a, things. A little bit of a bump, and it's not going to take much. I think that we'll probably have a pretty good season on the sky in this mm-hmm. Mokwami. Um, we just need a little bit of water to get those fish moving. I did hear of a few fish caught in the lower river plunking. Nice. Uh, it had been really slow, and then guys were picking up yeah. a few fish. So that tells you they're starting to kind of trickle in. So how do guys get rigged up, man? It's kind of a bank drill around these hatcheries. So, you know, what do you want to run, man? Well, you're going to be float fishing probably. Uh, jig and sand shrimp is what I would recommend. Uh, some of the local shops will be loaded up with sand shrimp here. Uh, I'll go out and, and pluck some out of the sand on probably Tuesday, and we'll get them out to the local stores. Uh, but th- then the bead thing, soft beads, you know, when that water bumps up, get a little bit of color to it. The the bead fishing is just, it's easy. It's a no-brainer. And, and you, you go get your Bomac floats. If it says half ounce on there, get a half ounce inline sinker because that sinker matches right up to the float, mm-hmm. and it sets that thing up perfectly. You don't want the, the, the float going down on the surface laying on its side. You want it standing straight up and down. So if anything touches that float, phew, down it goes. If it's on its side, all you're going to see is that float stand straight up again, and you're like, whoa, what's that? And then phew, it goes back down again, and it keeps going. That's a steelhead picking up your stuff. Yeah. Get, set up everything perfectly, and if you're fishing jigs, you know, uh, maybe run a, a, a half-ounce float with a quarter-ounce weight because the jig's going to have some weight to it, too. you got to think about all this weight stuff, and you got to get those floats set up just perfectly so they ride correctly when they're, when they're heading downstream. Yeah, um, you know, I think probably the last year it seemed like the fish showed up at Tokel before they showed up at Reader, so... Mm-hmm. If if it was me, I'd be looking to to kind of hunker down there at Tokel Creek with this water. We're going to have you know, it, last year that was kind of the shining star. There it really was. It was surprising, surprising yeah. for sure. Yeah, and and that that the whole float program. I mean, dude, all the thousands upon thousands of liters we died uh, way back man. in the day. I, I mean, and and it, and it sucks to lose you know leave that much gear in the creek, but. Man, it was kind of the only way to do business. And then well, here, you here leave all the gear in there, and then the next time you drift through, well, yeah, you're snagging all the gear that's in yeah. there, and then there's just more gear, and it's just like a it's a perpetual Never-ending gear dump in the river, you know, and, and it's grabber. just a lot cleaner way to fish. You're not rigging up all day yep. long. More effective. Yeah, more, so some more efficient. Yep. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, you know, and but the thing of it is, I mean, steelhead used to be such a huge freaking deal around here. I mean, guys would look for it. Winter used to be my favorite time of year, man, because we spent all that, all, all that time on the Skagit. Yeah, for sure. And, and word on the street yeah. is we, there's a potential for us to get an opportunity on the Skagit and sock this spring. Hold on to your, uh, you know, just uh, hold that thought close, and, and we'll we'll certainly let you know as that uh, as that comes closer. But for right now, your opportunity, I mean, it centers around the Snohomish system here in the North Sound. I'd be up at Reader and at Tokel. Yep. Um, you know, I talked to Todd Daniels the other day. The the river's so low, they haven't really, really been able to get out and fish. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't even get their boats in the water. So um, it's going to be a, a bank maggot drill for, for and, guys. You know, and you talk about some, some Columbia River tribs. That uh, that that have been effective and, and historically, you know, the Skagit used to came come. Or excuse me, the the Calitz used to come on very very early, but they changed the run timing yeah. on there. I, I have heard the Alokum and they're starting to kind of boost some of those numbers um, down on the Alokum and on the Lower Columbia, 
which which is a heck of a drive. But man, that 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 used to be an absolute destination down there. Numbers, yeah, Big for numbers. sure. Yeah, good numbers down there. But and great bank fishing on the Alokum. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. it's a, just strictly a bank fishing program there. So get out, throw on your waders and beat the brush and. And do the deal. Also, we got some crabbing going on right now. That's happening. We got great weather this week for crabbing. Uh, light winds kicking in tomorrow. Now, of course, there's some guys out today because we don't. Rain doesn't bother us around here. We just throw in our grundins and head out crabbing. But starting tomorrow through the whole week, it's, yeah, it's just stellar epic weather on the sound. Light winds, yeah. clear skies. Gonna be a great week for crabbing. Time for crabbing. And the squid are starting to come in too. You know, the guys in the boats and the kayaks have been hitting them really good from Elliott Bay down south. Also, a little bit north too, up in in. Uh, Edmonds and stuff, but uh, really now they're starting to push in, and, and, and they're starting to hit some of the docks here in the bay and on down south. So, so if you've ordered calamari in a restaurant, okay, fine, right? Dude, until you fresh. have some fresh squid. Yeah, stuff to beat. They're amazing. They're great. Those yeah. tentacles are great oh, steelhead oh, they, bait. Oh, that yeah. used to be a nasty little trick, man. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great steelhead yeah. bait. When you can use, you can't use bait in a lot of places anymore, but man, when we when you could use that stuff, wild steelhead would just murder We used that. to dye them pink. Oh, murder. Mm, kill them. Yeah, complete murder. Drift fishing them yeah. with a rag or with a with a spinning glow or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then nasty let's, little trick. let's just kind of covered again with the the avian flu thing yeah. going on yep be careful out there it i mean I, you know again talking to my buddy they're seeing 25 30 birds every day on that lease up there and they're and they're picking them up and trying to get them off the lease they're burying those things get them don't just Throw them, you know, in a pile somewhere because don't just throw them in the ditch. Don't, don't touch them. Don't throw them in gloves. Don't yeah. throw them in the river. Don't yeah. throw them in the ditch. And you keep know? your dog away from them. Yeah. You might even just leave the dog at home right now. It's it's kind of dicey. Yeah, and, like I said, take somebody's kid. Have, have oh, the kid. Geez. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it won't be my kids. I know. Yeah. I know that much. But no, no question about it. Um, again, uh, looking forward to seeing a bunch of you tonight at the uh, at the at the SoulSeekersNation.com event. This is a fundraiser for Blood Origins. Go to bloodorigins.org. It's it's conveying the truth about hunting and, and creating a community. And and uh, the tagline is mentorship is conservation. And it's presented by Onyx. And if you spend any time in the outdoors, and I'm not even talking about hunting, but man, what an amazing app that Onyx is. You know, it's it's you know, think of it as a terrestrial chart plotter for your phone, super high res mapping. Um, you know, you can lay tracks down on there. I mean, I'm, I was even using it, you know, when we were in Mardon last week, just kind of farting around. We'd make, go for a run across the dunes and stuff like well, that. It's we just, use it in the mountains, of course, all the time. And, and we mainly use it for property ownership. Okay. Where can we hunt? Where can we hunt? Exactly. And right. actually Great point. you can click on the property if it's private property and say, well, who owns that? And, and you can give go, you their name. Yeah. You can go knock on their door. If you want to send them a letter, Hey, maybe can I get permission? I'll come stack wood for you, whatever, you know, there's, there's all kinds of uses for it. I was down in Florida. <laughs> Here's another use. And the resort was so huge. I couldn't even find my room every night. So I used it to track myself back to my hotel room down in Florida, but there's all kinds of uses for it. But the main <laughs> thing is the property ownership thing on there is just awesome. The whole trip to South Dakota, I have my, I have my phone and I have Onyx on the whole time. And so I can just, like, I can look ahead and be like, oh, there's some public ground there up here. Some yellow stuff coming up. Yeah. yeah so it's a ground. great tool when you're traveling across yeah. the country. You know, I'm going across Montana, mm-hmm. what part of Wyoming, South Dakota. And it, it allows me to do some, like, on the road scouting. And, and you might see a big old buck in a spot. And you're like, holy cow, that's public land. Boom, drop a pin on that, put that in the memory bank. 
if you're if you have a tag from Montana, you got a spot there. Oh wow, that's public ground. And it was huge for South Dakota because oh, there's dude. a ton of walk in yeah. ground there. Yeah. And it's all in red and it's easy to see and, and it's just all over the place. I mean, you I used to have a small backpack, a rucksack that had nothing but maps in it. Because you used to have used to have you know the the quarter triangle freaking uh, USGS survey Messler map, maps Metzgers all yep. that all that kind of stuff and and now I mean to have all this stuff on your phone now with ownership and the cool thing about Onyx is it if you have a hunter or or somebody else on on your list this is a subscription service that you can gift somebody. And and it's just phenomenal because like like you mentioned, I mean, we use it all the time back in Montana, especially we hunt, we hunted some properties that we'd never I'd never been on before, and run an ATV, and I just run that thing and, and, and run my phone and use it as I would the chart plotter in the boat. It's it's yeah. phenomenal. But Extremely. you got to know where you're going. I mean, yeah. so many people get lost and turned around out there. And if they had this app on their phones, that wouldn't it's a valuable happen. tool for sure. We had a question earlier in the show: What should I get my brother for Christmas? We mentioned some spoons. You know, we could get him, get his brother set up for blackmouth fishing in the sound. Uh, your your co killers, your kingfisher lights, your your gibbs skinny G's, and then I mentioned sw- swapping them out to five out hooks. That's yes. a trick that Nelly taught me a little Dude. while ago, and and John Martinez, you guys started doing that. Bump the hook size up. So this gentleman texted back and said, well, well, what kind of hooks? There's two different kinds. There's yep. mustad, open eye sidewash hooks, and then you get your gamakatsu, your gamakatsu big river hooks. They're both nasty hooks. I mean, they are sharp, and uh, they got really big gaps on them, and they really hold well uh, when you get a fish on a spoon. So and those it, are the two hooks you want to throw on. And the one that is my current favorite, and I got some mustads, and I use them too, but those big river open eye sidewash are absolutely murder and just for a, a rule of thumb if if you're fishing a a, a 3.0 you can use a, you can use a three-odd hook if you're fishing a 4.0 you can fish a, a four-odd hook now the one that really <laughs> I, i've been known to hang a five-odd hook on a coho killer oh, yeah i right? run them on for sure i run them on coho killers yeah. you just got to bend the coho killer Bingo. to make it, get that make action it but yeah. that's the balance yeah. you you need to run is, is is the fact that if you're using a bigger hook on a smaller spoon those those spoons are engineered to have a certain side action and yeah. have that load on the back so yeah you have to you augment bend the bend but no, the but the other different thing, than tuning a plug for sure yeah but the other thing is is the the adding a split ring and a swivel to those coho killers because they're fragile they're fragile and you will you will bend one up and absolutely destroy it but but having that double split ring and uh, or well just a single split ring and 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 that swivel on there then you clip the hook onto that mm-hmm. you're saving the life of those things and, and landing more fish yeah you don't necessarily need to run it on your bigger spoons but your no. little spoons those little wimpy little spoons you got to put that swivel on there just how many times from... does your coho killer come back and oh, it's, flattened it's just sandwiched. on itself yeah and that little tail breaks off and then yeah. it goes everything so anyway just run them on there and, and run some of those bigger hooks and and nelly mentioned it too you can get some three outs and four outs but i've, I've run five outs on everything man yeah. and, and yeah. works great so and and keep in mind too that the different brands and different models. I mean, the 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 Gamakatsu Open Eye Sidewash and the Gamakatsu Big River Open Eye Sidewash are two different hooks, two different styles, and their and their sizes aren't exactly lining up. The Big River Open Eye Sidewashes actually run almost a half size to a full size smaller mm-hmm. than the other ones. And 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 the way you want to look at it, and the way you want to consider it, is the gape, and that's the the, the, the space between that hook point and the shank. Because that's where the rubber meets the road with regard to hooking these fish up. Yeah, and with those Chinook, you you want a good size hook. You know, they have a big mouth, and you want to get a, a good bite, get it into some bone. 
You know, and, and those small hooks sometimes they just don't do they it. They grab skin. They get yeah. You and then they pull them. out. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, we're uh, we're, yeah. we're we are uh, T minus uh, seven weeks from getting our area ten eyeballs on the February first. Fe- uh, yeah, February ten 1st. weeks. Okay, February first, yeah. baby. Be nice to get back on the water and <sighs> catch a salmon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here it is. Matt Nelson. Another one of Nelly's favorite songs. It is. We got, we got what, 30 seconds? Yeah, no kidding. Ten and a half? Uh, All right. You know, we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, already, he's, we're already there. He, well, you, you ever been in a bar and they set the freaking tables up on the chairs? You know, that's that. Yeah, Matt Matt needs us out of here for the next <laughs> show. But, dude, we always appreciate you listening. Hope you show up tonight at the Soul Seekers Nation event in Muckleteo at Straight Sheet Fabrications, 4493 Russell Road. Go check out more information about this event at soulseekernation.com. Yeah, let's fill that place up. If you missed any of the show, jump on MyNorthwest.com, hit the Apple Podcast app, listen to the Outdoor, or go log on to TheOutdoorLine.com. Give us following on social media at Rob Ensley, at Joey Pyburn on Instagram, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For Matt Nelson behind the studio, for Rob Ensley, for Joey Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the, and the Seattle Sports app. Merry Christmas.